Welcome back to Higher Special, everyone. Do we have to do the podcast where blah, 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 blah? No. Okay. No, in our April specials, in our specials, we never do the blah, 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 okay, blah. Or the banter. Do you want to keep this in? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hi. This is our one episode a month where nothing is prefabricated, nothing has been discussed prior to us just switching on the microphone and talking about whatever we want. We don't even have to say our lines. How no. exciting. Which normally, so always, you know, you hear the music, you get jazzy, you're feeling good, and then Nikki and I throw a couple of funny bits back and forth. That's not a one-take operation. These things are very much pre-drafted with big words in them, and we have to record them many times. <laughs> but now we're sitting here in the sunshine on a Sunday morning. Yes. I'm going hiking after this. Tom's going somewhere else in the mountains. And yeah, we're really excited to be here. Also hiking. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> it's been quite funny because actually I wanted to say to the end of this episode, and by the way, everybody, you know, careers, um, career management, job search, career transition, it's hard labor, it's hard work. Be sure to take a break. And now we're sitting here on a Sunday recording. This, so. <laughs> oh, we got to do what we got to do, Tom. We got to do what we got to do. So what did we want to talk about today? I wanted to talk a little bit about the show, actually, um, and what our idea is, how we do it. And so what is the greater mission that we actually want to achieve? Because we're calling it the Higher Career Podcast, Get Your Dream Career um, and all that. But like the reason behind this is a little bit deeper, right? Yeah, it sounds so fabulous and lets everyone get their great career, but it doesn't always happen like that. So, yeah, we wanted to get a bit into that and also a bit more diverse and, uh, and different types of people that we meet and how it's not so easy for everybody. No, true. I mean, we're talking to a very privileged group of people out there, right? Because that's who we can really speak to, because that also goes for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Right. We had access to education, mm-hmm. we had access to career mobility, we could move countries without a problem. Our passports are strong. Like this is also like a huge issue that yes. you can't just with, go anywhere with any passport. Um, but we're in Europe. So I think we also just wanted to acknowledge and be cognizant of the fact that this show is not for everybody. Right. So if I spoke to a friend of mine recently, he's going to laugh when we're on here. And he said, well, why don't you also talk about, you know, career development for um, for climate refugees? Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I would love to, maybe we will. And I would also love to look for resources a little bit more so we can at least on Instagram or on the um, on the Thursday, Thursday, Goodreads, mm-hmm. we can get a couple of more diverse resources out there. But in terms of what can we actually source from our own experience, right, it's just out of place because I don't know anything about it. For sure. And living here in Switzerland, I think I realized a lot that how privileged I was and how grateful I am for that because mm. even my masters we have people from all different countries and many of them weren't able to stay because either they didn't get a job in time for their visa to to mm. be expired and and it's just yeah it's a lot of things I learned while I was here because of the international vibe of it like when I was back home in Ireland you don't really see that as much I'm sure mm. you're the same in Germany so yeah we can talk about that and how how difficult it is but also how um, great opportunities they can have as well to actually move different countries if they're lucky enough to manage to get a job yeah, and stay here and it's a great opportunity for people yeah it's just you know i think i hope that there's something in the way that we produce the show at the moment i hope that there's something in there for anybody wherever you work mm-hmm. whatever your background is whatever the opportunities that you've been given are but if we wanted to talk about um 
you know, really people that come from a strong hardship background and mm -hmm. that they have to then find their way, then we would have to we have to talk about um, international law, about um, political multilateral agreements between different countries, about passports. And I just don't know anything about it. Not enough. Anyways, we're reading and we're educating ourselves. So um, to anybody out there that's been thinking oh, but why do we only talk to, you know, the mm -hmm. educated um, few um, we're, we're learning yeah, for and we're sure. also educating ourselves. So I hope that we can pick this up and be of more service to those communities as well in the future. But well, even with my strong passport, I've now got with my C permit here in Switzerland, I have to do my French <laughs> test where you don't. So look, we have it in ourselves as well. Like some of my friends, if you're from France, Germany, Spain, Greece, even you don't have to do the test. And, and I, have really? to do it. I have to do the French test here. Why did I pay all this money for my French certificate then? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Shit. Oh, well, any hoosies. So I just wanted to get that off my chest because it's been with me. The thought has been with me for a couple of um, mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks now already. And we just in the regular episodes, we just don't have time to address this kind of stuff. Um, what else was there? Oh, yeah. So, you know, we always say um, and how you can have your dream career and learn with all of these experts and this and that. Our idea when we started this show was, yes, we want people to have careers that are fulfilling. Yes, we want to help people get started because there's just so many weird hurdles that you have to overcome when you like just get started in your, um, in your job search. And we all seem to have to learn the ways in which to jump over them all over again. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, it's like the same shit for everybody all the time. But the actual idea is that, you know, Nikki and I both are very passionate about the same things, but come at them from different angles. So... Mm -hmm. Nikki's is diversity, equity and inclusion. My space is sustainability. And so we just realized everybody has something that they believe in mm -hmm. and a value that they want to stand up for. And it's just not that common practice to do so at work, especially if work is tough and draining and you just don't know how to just, you know, get your keep your career running while also representing your values. So we're going to try and make the career bit a bit easier for people so that you, if you're out there, you can go to work and do your nine to five, but be so much more than that. Yeah, and I think it's coming more and more to the forefront of businesses that they can see the value of people, not just their nine to five doing Excel sheets, doing the, mm. the boring admin things is so much more to people. And I think many businesses are seeing that. And, and we've seen that with our guests this, mm. this month, um, that what else can you bring really holds value to the companies going forward. And people are changing companies as well, right? Which mm -hmm. was always my so <laughs> when I my background is in like fisheries basically and uh, marine ecology, and then I decided to go to Switzerland where there's no ocean, and uh, work in a Fortune 500 corporate organization. So I had a couple of friends that jumped ship after that. They said, "We don't know who you are anymore. We can't talk to you. Mm -hmm. This is a disaster." And I thought, mm, "Okay." I just wanted to go into the organizations that I think have to change and help them do it. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, that's exactly what you were doing Nikki yes absolutely and, and the reason why I joined there was because I did look into the company as well and made sure that they had diversity and inclusion department because I found in sport we weren't there yet and there was no space for it and people didn't even want to talk about it I tried a lot and um, we do have much better you know female representation in sport now and there's a bit more gender on the cards but it's still not ready yet and I think even conversations I had people weren't ready and then I saw this company and I went oh great they've got that department I can at least if I don't work there directly I can at least do other things which is what mm. I'm doing set up the employee resource group for the LGBT community I'm helping the other resource groups uh, set up as well especially disability because they're very it's very new 
and new for the company as well. Like we already had some LGBT groups around and we already had some women, female groups around, but they've now made them more of the structure of the company and the direction of the company, which is amazing to be part mm-hmm. of. Um, and again, it's, it's at the start. So I think, I don't know, I, I like to be at the start of things to kind of push things forward, to be that role model, to, to be the influencer on, on people as well. So I'm really enjoying that part of, of my job right now. Mm, it's exciting. And you're walking the talk, right? Mm. So um, me, again, not being succinct and using too many words. The point of the show really is to enable people to ace their career with ease, whether they're getting started, that they want to career transition, so that they have some mental capacity and some time to do what you're doing, to do what I'm trying to do, right? To help change organizations through bringing your values to it. And in the coffee corner, not just complained about the endless Excel spreadsheets, which is, you know, we all love doing this. And even like Ben in the human resources episode um said it feels good doesn't it to just bitch and bicker in the coffee corner and it totally does but it's just not constructive and i want people to talk about things that matter to them openly yeah and instead of that like you said bitching about it talk about it in those those coffee corners Mm. have those difficult conversations with people feel how it is um and then you can really make a change Mm. you know there's no point in just talking about it if you're not doing anything about it Mm -hmm. Um, and that ripple effect is massive i've seen it myself mm. um and not everyone comes on board right no. with you which is fine too but and, and don't get caught up on those negative people um go for the people who are going to support you and we found that a lot in what i'm doing um we do have people who are not so into it which is fine but you can still bring them along you can still make them think right mm-hmm. even if you have that conversation they might start thinking mm-hmm. and maybe they won't go with you but at least they're having that thought and they're maybe think maybe asking people at home um i know a lot of older people as well they're they're teenagers and their 20 year olds are really calling them out now as well so yeah. it's it's really great it's it's like coming at both angles for people you have otherwise it's so so as somebody you have been an advocate and a fighter for your cause and so have i for like the past you forever me for the past 10 years have been really active and there's a you need to talk to the people that generally speaking don't want to listen to you mm-hmm. because they are the ones really in need of this level this kind of information so if i'm preaching about sustainable seafood choices for example seaspiracy on netflix plug in <laughs> um if i only talk to people that are already in that space that I'm preaching to the converted. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, that again is just a feel good thing, which is why you said you need to have these uncomfortable conversations sometimes as well. You might not be able to convince everybody, mm-hmm. but at least you force them or you help them to develop a perspective that mm-hmm. is not just passive, but active. Even if they end up disagreeing with mm-hmm. you, at least they have to assume a position towards the topic. And that's already such a big step forward. Yeah. And understand their point of view as well, because that's really important. Like, you know, everyone has their own point of view. They've had their own journey. They've had their own education. It mm. really comes down to ultimately education and what's happened yeah. previously from when you were born and um, where True. you've come from. There's so many different aspects to it that you have to understand as well if you're going to be a person who's advocating because mm. you need to know that everyone else has come from somewhere else. Mm. Um, and that's really important to remember as well. It feels it's tough, though, sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Because from our perspective, you're thinking it's very hard to not fall into like a black and white, like mm-hmm. good and evil uh, mindset. Because, to you know, you think, of course, everybody wants to have a healthy planet. Of course, everybody wants to have a sustainable future for themselves, for their children, for biodiversity here. Of mm-hmm. course, everybody wants to 
have everybody express themselves and be who they want to be, irrespective of ethnicity or religious affiliation or um, sexual orientation. Of course, everybody wants that. And I still to this day believe that deep down, yes, everybody does. But like you said, based on your upbringing, you have different psychological blockers to acceptance, to access to this kind of information. So it takes a, it takes a fine touch. Yeah, for sure. For these chats. And like you said, empathy and listening mm-hmm. is so powerful. Even listening. if you're feeling like, why are you not getting this, you thick-headed fool? <laughs> you just need to be there with them and yeah. guide them. Because you have been convinced of your convictions for decades. Mm-hmm. And for them, this might be completely new yeah. and strange and foreign. So and if you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Mm. So it's it's a matter of a bit of education, a bit of helping discussions, conversations. Like you said, it's 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 natural and it's good to have not have everyone on the same page as you, mm. because otherwise nothing would happen in the world if we were all the same. True. Which I'm just going to use this as a segue, because what we also like to do every now and again in the in our special episodes, talk about our favorites from what we've learned in the past month, which for us was um, corporate. Right. And we use these themes, by the way. So um, if you've been a listener to the show for um, for the past um, three months mm-hmm. now, then, you know, we rotate through different industries to pull examples from what careers they look uh, could look like. So one of the reasons for that is if you want to have a career in that space, you actually have an expert to listen to and figure out what the space is all about. But what we also want to show is that it doesn't like irrespective of the sector, so many key skills and topics keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Um which is super interesting. And this is how we're slowly unlocking this secret language of how you actually understand the job market and your career. Um, and so my, one of my favorites was actually, I think Matt said that um, when we talked about um, his career at Lego, and he said, be curious, always be curious, always be curious. Um, and he kept saying these buzzy words. He didn't mean them as a buzzword, but he said, be curious, use your network, this and that. But through the conversation with him, we actually realized those aren't just mindsets or attitudes those are skills that you have to learn we can give an example of you know what that means for the podcast for example and how intricate this is um and then i'll be quiet but you see this on instagram all the time you know because we have our instagram account obviously go hire podcast please follow um and there's just a friend of mine called me the other week and he said enough with the platitudes on instagram all these like little like one snippet wisdoms they're just not usable and of course not. It's not a manual. It's just supposed to get you thinking. If I, we can talk about this in a bit, but so how we network the podcast and try to make it grow, it's a really intricate dance. Mm-hmm. There's like lots of steps to it. It's a skill. It's not just an idea. Um, so that was my favorite thing, the sense that curiosity can be learned and it can be deployed at work strategically to help your career growth. It's awesome. And that's where it comes in with the comms and your your experience of comms and mine on digital as well. But I mean, you are running it all. <laughs> but um, but the, the, the experience like of just giving people some small things and you say always say the three the triplet. Mm. So that's maybe something we, you can you can explain a bit more. But that's why we do those three tips. That's why we do that. So people are like, oh, maybe I can go and listen and, and mm. find out the rest or find out more about it. Because if you give everyone everything then there's no curiosity. There's no reason to go and listen, right? Mm. So that's kind of what we're doing with that. Um, I was going to say as well uh, with Vonda, that was great. I was just going back to corporate and going yeah. back to what we spoke at the start was what else you can give to the company. And she said that was another reason why she loved working at Nike because there's, and, and a big company as well. This is where we, it's not easy to get into a big company, but if you do, 
it's amazing what you can do there. And, and once you, again, are curious and you look around, there's so many things you can do because the company wants to change. The company wants to listen to their employees, what, what they are feeling. And there's always space for you to develop something. We've spoken about this mm. before, right? Where there's always like find a solution what's missing from the company or even if it's nothing big, even if it's just a small thing that you can plug into, give them the solution. Honestly, they'll be super happy and you'll get people, especially because it's so big, you'll definitely find people that will come on board with you mm-hmm. um, and take it take it ahead, like with this diversity and inclusion things as well. But Vonda definitely said it during her episode about working in such a big corporate that there's plenty of space to do other things. Always. But you see, this is where these little um, bits of wisdom just transcend the actual episode or the sector that we're talking about in that um, in that particular moment. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit tricky. So, for example, even so this show, right? And because this is also people, again, black and white thinking and it's either A or it's B. You and I even had conversations about mm-hmm. this. This is by in and of itself a passion project for mm-hmm. the both of us because we want to help people lead with their values in and have a successful career at the same time. But um, at the same time, for me, as I'm also, you know, now self-employed, it's also a business, mm-hmm. right? So there's also a level of strategy and calculus about this whole um, thing and one doesn't take away from the other, although for many people it mm-hmm. might feel like that. But I can be 100% passionate about this and 100% also think about how can we grow this? Mm-hmm. How can we maybe eventually make money from um, mm-hmm. from the show? Um, and that's how you... It also gives direction to the networking. Mm-hmm. Again, another theme that always comes back um, around what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Which is such a, you know, when we start this, it's like, right, let's start the podcast and talk about it a little bit. But then all of a sudden, it's, we're on Twitter, then there's, for LinkedIn, there's a specific tact and a way in which we do, um, in which we advertise this on um, LinkedIn without payment. Um, the Instagram channel obviously has a certain method because Nikki taught me that I was, so if you find me on Instagram, if you look at Nikki, she's got like bajillion followers. <laughs> if you look at my Instagram, I've got two pictures that somebody forced me to upload three years ago because it was just not my space. And now we realized, oh my goodness, but it's such a wonderful space. There's so much, so many cool career and job creators out there at the moment. So we wanted to be there too. So Dickie said, no, the feed look needs to look a specific way. Otherwise it's unattractive. I'm like, okay. And so we had to learn how to do that. And then you need the editing software to make these little snippets and carousel images. And then you need to be sure that the um, algorithm doesn't destroy you because you use the same hashtags too many times. Then when do you post? Because we have listeners that are across all the different mm-hmm. time zones. We sort of figured out that 3 p.m. is always a good time. That's when people in Europe wind down from their mm-hmm. workday, whereas the U.S. probably is still having their second cup of coffee and scrolling mm-hmm. on Instagram. So because the first 10 minutes matter the most, because then the algorithm is testing your content to see if people are responding to it. So network your show and brand build. Sure. Mm-hmm. it's you know there's a lot to it so when you read something like this a word like network is everything it's an invitation mm-hmm. to educate yourself further it's just that we have found that as to be a skill worth talking about yeah it's it's quite scary though this whole like algorithm ai all these <laughs> yeah. things i was watching another documentary yesterday which i i can't remember the name now but it was quite scary actually um how much is going in and how it's it's quite secret like we talk about a lot, it's secret in, in the Western world. And then you go to China and it's actually in your face. Like they're looking at your face and that's mm. how you pay. And that's, mm. and but it's really upfront, right? And we look, oh, we're like, oh my God, they're controlling us. But then 
if you look at the other side, the Western side, it's actually behind the scenes and we don't know why mm. we're getting these adverts, why we're getting, you know, we're being profiled mm. and we don't even know about it. So it's, oh, yeah. it's, which is better? It's kind of, that's a whole new episode we can talk about. But um, I wanted to go back to um, talking about a uh, business case. So you're saying, you know, we set this up and then we decided, okay, actually we want to make it more into your side of the business and my side of the business. But the same thing when you're going into corporate, fitting a hole or a gap you see, for example, diversity and inclusion, the LGBT group, making them more mm. structured, you do need to go with the business case to the company. You can't just like I've said, you know, we can go in and find things that you need to do in the company, but you still have to have a business case because at the end of the day, you've said it. They need to still make money. They still need it's a business, right? Mm. It's not just, oh, let's do this. So when you're going in there to do that, the money and it's exactly. But when you're going in to do that, make sure that you have your business case built because it mm. will just be shot down pretty quickly. Be structured, be ready, get a group around you who can help and and really show the reasons why you need to have mm. this. Because if you don't do that in a big corporate, they don't really look at it, right? True. So it's really important to remember that side of it as well. It's not so easy as just to go, hey, I want an, an LGBT group. Great, because you have them, right? That's fine within the employees. But if you want to make it bigger and you want to make a part of the business, you have to go in with that business case um, and the reasons why you have to have it in the company. And again, this all starts with empathy, right? To yourself, but also towards all the other people that will eventually be impacted by mm -hmm. your activities, mm -hmm. right? So we're going to just take a fictitious company now, but let's say you wanted to create resource groups for like minority representation in your company, which you can do as an employee. Mm -hmm. Talk to your human resource department first, talk to your line manager. Do you think this is a good idea? And then you start building it. But you need to make sure, okay, cool. So what is the global head of human resources? What is their perspective? Are they game? Are they in? What are their blocks to actually becoming... <laughs> A believer in this project mm -hmm. then do you have a diversity and inclusion department mm -hmm. um that can already support you with resources and information um, data about the employees and their attitudes um then are you where are you located are you in the international headquarters which generally speaking is a very privileged place to be mm -hmm. in but you have a responsibility for the global operation and we sadly to this day have geographies out there that are just not accepting mm -hmm. So you need to approach them with a much different... So if you go there with your pride flag and say, the party is on, you will be rejected from it. Yeah. It takes a bit more fine-tuning. So it's so critical to be that you have the develop the ability to wear multiple hats at the mm -hmm. same time and not lose sight of your actual trajectory. Yeah, and that's where we break it down into more... Um, call it like a traffic light system. Mm. So for those countries that it's not so... Uh, you know, it's a bit more, it's a bit more difficult, especially for the LGBT community. We still have levels of education we can do, you know, just being kind to your colleagues, mm. you know, no, understanding your colleagues, those sort of things, having those conversations more than, you know, like you said, waving your gay flag. But you can still start that. And then it's building blocks up. And hopefully one day we can get a bit higher up in that, in that traffic light system. Yeah. It's a gradual process, mm -hmm. right? We always talk it like again, black and white, good and evil. Everything happens on a scale, right? People are also like, to, at least to my mind, people are gay to a certain extent, right? And it's not a yes or no. It's a scale, much mm -hmm. like with your sexual identity or your expression. Um, and so the traffic light is a simplified version of mm -hmm. that. And you can't just say, okay, go from yellow to green, but it's a slow and gradual process when the yellow starts to slowly fade into mm -hmm. a green and then finally it flashes properly. 
And it's about the structure and having a proper foundation as well. Mm. You can't just go straight into having things. You have to build that in the company, especially if it's such a large company. Mm. It takes time. Yeah, it does. Um, does. But some people, obviously, some countries and some locations are much more ahead of the game. But even in the UK, you have things going backwards and in the US as well. So Mm. there's no country that will be perfectly green all the time. They're always going to have opposition. Exactly, because a country is made up of what people... Right. And every individual is on their own sort of like gradient and journey. So coming back to what this all means for for your career, I believe that if you have a value that you can represent and that you have a, you know, a pro bono a side project for either within your company or outside it, it can actually help you through the tough times as well. Both you and I have had this in our career where we went to work. We said, oh, just I just hate this. Mm. I hate this. I'm not interested. This isn't fulfilling me. Um sort of personally but it pays the bills and it gets me to my financial goal at the at the moment and i'm happy to still do it for a little bit so that i can uh, either you know invest in real estate or build a little bit of financial security before i make my next career move so sometimes it's worth it to stick around even through the hard times Mm. and it is just so helpful and refreshing if you've got something else going on that you can inject um, not only your time but also your passion and your you know sink your teeth into so that's my recommendation, my advice for anybody out there. Think about what you care about, what you're passionate about, and set some time aside, not from your work time, because mm. contractually you're obligated to work your eight <laughs> hours a day. Um, but just have that going for yourself, whether you're writing a blog, whether you're contributing to LinkedIn discussions, whether you're building a little local NGO um, to help with um, with uh, f- food distribution um, for the underprivileged, and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Just figure out what it is. And take your first little baby steps because it opens new networks for you. It makes you feel more passionate about your life and the time that you're spending on this planet. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Yeah, it's the same as an athlete, which I'm doing now in work as well. Like, don't always just have that one thing, right? Because sometimes I know I have too many things, which I have to control a bit, <laughs> but <clears throat> I get excited. Um, But I think it's important uh, to have something else. So uh, when I was an athlete, yes, as much as it was frustrating that I had to have a job at the same time, I think it stands to me now because, you know, as an athlete, if you're just doing that, it can be very it can be very tough, right? Because you've nothing else outside. And you see that now with some professional footballers, which is great to see because traditionally they were just footballers and they got their money and that was it. And Mm. a lot of them, if they got injured, it was like, "Uh oh, what do we do now? And it's really difficult, right? So it's better to have, it's the same with the career because you never know what will happen with your career. Mm -hmm. You may get be redundant. You may just think you want to do something else and then you've only done that job so it's really important to have other things in other interests even if it's sport outside of corporate or if it's um like what we're doing a bit of diversity and inclusion outside of the corporate world it's really important because if you get stuck in just doing that it's yeah. very hard to to be adaptable when you move or if you get re- made redundant which is happening a lot these days what else have you got you've got to have something else and i learned that as being an athlete having a job I wasn't just an athlete and and it was really helpful to step away from that really if you got really frustrated on the pitch you were actually okay I'm going back to work I have to switch off again and Mm. and do that side of my thing so it made you stop thinking about it all the time and as you've just said in work some days can be really boring but then if you go oh actually I've got a meeting with IMD or I've got a meeting with someone else after the after hours to talk about what I love 
that is like brilliant let's get through the day and I can move to that you don't have to think about your boring day all day long Mm. (laughs) or all evening long after it yeah or even by I mean you just said of a piece of very sage career advice in my head that I'm going to visit upon the audience in just a second but I've seen so guilt my guilty pleasure if my head is too busy and I don't know I just I can't think any longer I will watch a silly YouTube video and so I came across this um, this woman actually um, her name is Simply Nail Logical on YouTube hysterical all she does is paint her nails for her audience of twelve year old children it's hysterical <laughs> she's made millions off of this thing it's like genius and just so funny and it just like, like it's it's such a pleasure to watch her but. She also works in a crime statistics lab and has even before she started this whole YouTube channel. So does she need it for money anymore? No. But like if you are in this like as a content creator, um, the stress on your life and the the headspace that you're in is so drastically different. And so she has been confronted by other content creators that have also made millions on YouTube. Say, why do you still work a day job? She said, because it gives me something else to do and someone else to be. Mm hmm. Right, and so that's another wonderful example of this, even with all the cash, with no financial necessity to do this. It's just helpful. It's healthy. Mm-hmm. It goes back to as well, not hanging out with the same people all the time mm, because yeah. she's got her job on the same with me. And then I've got those t- people working and talking about work and that. And then I go somewhere else and we talk about something else. And you also, in a big corporate, you end up speaking to many different departments, which I wouldn't have normally mm-hmm. because I would have been in my department and talking about our mm-hmm. stuff. And then you open up yourself and you, it actually helps, ultimately helps the company because you're connecting dots everywhere um, and making people open their mind um but it's the same with your friends like try and have people from different cultures from different countries um because that really opens your mind as well and and makes you curious um (laughs) and makes your mind change as well this is actually a really great teaser so (laughs) we have been very naughty and we've been cooking up something interesting um behind the scenes so normally these special episodes are just with you and I. <laughs> but next month in May, we may or may not have a New York Times best-selling author on um, on the show with us who just published a book that's called The Lost Art of Connecting. Mm-hmm. And it's all about that, it's how amazing. it enriches yourself, how it enriches other people. So we won't say any more, not <laughs> even her name, because we're still in the process of securing it. Um, but that would be um, sensational. What I wanted to say, and then, you know, we want to keep these relatively short and crisp and concise so you can be and uh, go about your day. This idea of building a presence for yourself is often an idea that's reserved for, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to build my brand. Now I need to get out there and I need to do it. Part of the reason why I've also decided to invest, you know, um, this time or this year to, you know, launch the homepage and the blog and the podcast, it's hard work. It's hard work. And we don't know if this is going to like pay the bills in the end of at the end of the day, but it is worth it for another reason. Even if you are currently in a nine to five job, invest some of this time Buy the domain that is called firstnamefamilyname.com. Mm-hmm. Get it now populated with your thoughts and your content because it creates footprint mm-hmm. and it creates footprint that matters to you. So start blogging, you know, do like one a month. It doesn't really matter. But if, you know, if you want to apply for your next job at some point or career transition and somebody is researching your name, they will have something to find. That is not just your LinkedIn profile and the bare minimum, but they will find somebody that is actually passionate. Mm-hmm. They will find somebody that has invested time to generate thought and ideas for themselves. So, Brand building, as in personal brand building, is reserved for entrepreneurs. I just wanted to pull that tooth for everybody mm-hmm. because 
it's not true. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're out there. Make sure that you're seen. Make sure that you're talking because mm-hmm. that is, at least to network, is the number one um, career driver for anybody out there. Here in Switzerland, the dark figure is rumored to be 70% of jobs never get advertised. Mm-hmm. They get handed to people mm-hmm. on a silver platter because these people are findable. These people know people. So yeah build your brands people for sure and going people, back so to people. people all the people <laughs> all the peoples um going back to though like you know i was a i was an athlete and i didn't get paid for it right mm. i just wanted to play for ireland that was what i wanted to do i wanted to go to the olympic games i put everything into it obviously it would have been amazing to be paid for it but i didn't stop because of that right kind of your point like what we're doing we're not getting any money yet but eventually something will come from it we're speaking to amazing people we're making amazing connections we're hopefully got lots of listeners that are there listening and learning things Mm -hmm. and there'll be connections as well um and and i think just remember that like i wouldn't be here if i hadn't done that whole hockey career for sure i wouldn't be in switzerland because i decided to come and do a sports masters after being Mm -hmm. an athlete and learning from the network i had that that was here um, and now I'm here and I'm also not working in sport anymore because there was other options around me. Um, I met people from the different companies and um, there's always things that you feel like you're doing just because of passion or just because you're not getting paid for it. And, and I know lots of people commented that when I was an athlete, like you're not getting paid. What are you doing? Why are you putting so much effort into it? But look now, like look where I am now. And, and it's really something that's it's part of me and all the people I've met from that and and I can travel the world as well with that too so there's so many things that it's not just money for me you know there's so many other things that have come out of it and the same with this there's so much more that I'm getting from this like I'm excited to walk over to Tom's and (laughs) you know even though it's Sunday morning and we're going hiking after like it's still exciting and and to talk about things and, and to hopefully have people listen as well to us I really don't have anything to follow this up with. Shall we leave it at that? Yes. Yes. Okay, Nikki's going to go on a hike. I'm going to go on a hike too, but a different one because I was invited to hers, which is totally fine because <laughs> I see you like every day. Um, so, yes, everybody out there, happy Tuesday. Um, go to the Instagram channel if you have Instagram. We are having all the fun over there. Come and we talk would to love- us. Come talk to us. Come hither. <laughs> you know, we want to interact. We want to be with you. And... Next month, we are diving into one of the months that for this year anyway, it's going to be my favorite. It's Mm -hmm. going to be all around impact, social justice, sustainability, and the incredible career paths that sit in that space that so many of us feel like we can only contribute to with a donation. Oh, no, 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 no. You want to do digital marketing? Go do it with a WWF. I promise you, it is hot. Yes. On that note... Bye, everybody. Let's Let's go go get get it. it.